Hello, my name's Kevin Hoffin. You may remember me from the Serial Killers episode. Here I am to wish you a Merry Christmas, and my favourite Christmas film is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Fa-la-la, with the burst of pleasure we feel right. Fa-la-la, it's the season when the saints can employ us. Fa-la-la, to spread the news about peace and to keep love alive. <laughs> Come along, son. Let's go see if Christmas dinner is ready yet. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's so exciting. If it sounds like my voice is so high-pitched with excitement, and it's excitement in general drama it's uh, it's actually a viral infection uh so apologies everybody uh, for my voice today i have uh, lost it uh, i'm feeling fine so don't worry you don't have to worry about being better i'm feeling fine i'm just very hoarse um this is very good i'm feeling a little hoarse get it it's like a pat to my oh no i'm not really sure what i'm doing um hello everyone you're tuned to the screen brum show here on brum radio it is the show where we talk about everything with a screen. And this week, because if it has escaped your attention, it is the 21st of December, we're going to be doing a Christmas party. <coughs> that uh, noise was the parrot that we brought into the studio to make it Christmassy, uh, also known as Mr. Tim Wilson. Hello, Mr. Tim. Mr. Tim Wilson? Uh, hello, however. <laughs> How are you, Tim? I'm feeling much better than you are, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're not allowed to mock me. I'm not allowed to mock you. I um, said I practiced my whisper voice and I decided not to do it any further. I'm, I'm very glad uh, to see that you dressed up for the occasion. Tim has come as uh, in a as large Christmas pudding outfit with yeah. boppers on. Someone should check out Carl Josebury's tweet when he's dressed to go to Litchfield in. He's just posted a picture uh, up on Twitter and it's uh, very very frightening and I think he's he's winning the... Uh, the uh, Sorry, I've just now outed him on Twitter. Is he fully fully Christmas? He's up? fully Christmas up. You should check out his picture. It's very good. Anyway, um, happy Christmas, everyone. How is everyone today? I'm very good. And apart from obviously the, um, but I think it makes me sound slightly sexy. What do you think? Sexy is not the word I was no, thinking no. of. No, okay. no. Um, but uh, it it make it does make you sound uh, um, ill. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do much talking. I'm going to let you guys <laughs> do it. And of course, we have another voice. That of Lucy Beth. Hello, Lucy. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. On the theme of dressing up, um, I saw someone dressed as a cracker on a Christmas cracker on the way through the station. So, um, what, this morning? Yes, yes. A full cracker. New Street Station has a particularly good uh, Christmas decoration up at the moment. They've got a, a large Lego noddy holder. So if anyone is in there, they can see a full noddy holder in slave gear saying uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, out of Lego. And um, pleasingly for a brummy sense of humour, he has been regularly augmented with a box of cuppa soup. 
uh, apparently have been left at the base so there we go um i believe there was a small squeak there that was not uh, a mouse at the studio that was a gremlin do you see what i've done i do see what you've done you see gremlins is a christmas film and we're doing we're going to be talking about christmas f- films today on, on, yeah it would be appropriate for uh, our festive show to talk about Christmas films, as uh, we do on our festive shows. Yeah, because this is our festive show. Effectively, we're talking about more than one film, because last year we only talked about one film. We did. And so that is the very, debate. It's very passe to, to have the debate about that. I that think. debate. That debate's gone. The, the, you know, for, for the benefit of listeners that weren't here last year, the diehard story. Oh. That, that's been done. We're not having that debate now. That is... That's a that's a that's a settled argument. It's a settled argument. Okay, there'll be no second referendum on the diehard issue. Let's not get political now, Blake. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> um, so you cannot you cannot uh, your your voice will not be heard on that one. But do tweet us about anything else. Let us know. I mean, you can talk about diehard. Yeah. But, you if, know, if it makes you, we want to know what makes you feel Christmassy at this time of year in Gremlins terms of films. Is definitely up there. Sorry. Gremlins is definitely up there. Yeah, I mean. For me, and I know I said we weren't going to talk about the diehard thing, but I like to feel all sort of warm and fluffy at Christmas. I like to feel kind of, you know, roaring fire and presents and, and, and everyone being happy. Um, so sort of, you know, mass slaughter never really fits in, or monsters to that effect. But I don't know about that. There's a couple of excellent Christmas horrors. Oh, many of them, I'm sure. We knew that you'd step in and suggest them as well, <laughs> didn't we? Have you got some, have you got some ready to suggest them? Oh. <coughs> oh, yes. You can't get through the Christmas season without seeing Christmas evil. And it does make you pose the question, is that mulled wine that you're drinking? Mmm. Anyway. We have been drinking mulled wine here in the studio you and eating mince pies. So, because this is, we're going to have a Christmas party, basically. This is our office Christmas party now. We're going to have fun. So, we're going to be playing music and we're going to be talking films. Style. So, tweet us. Tweet us if you're there, at Scream Brum, if you're on Twitter. If not, you can email us, info at screenbrum.co.uk. That's right, isn't it, Tim? You got it right. I've finally got it right. And we're also on Facebook. Uh, I don't understand Facebook. What is it? Uh, we're, if you look for Screen Brum on Facebook, that's another two-hour conversation. Yeah, and you'll let us know what uh, let us know what makes you feel Christmassy. Uh, let's uh, let's play some music, and um, we'll be back. Um, this is one I have to play every Christmas. Everyone knows that I love this film, so everyone knows I have to play it. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. Not sorry at all. It's great. Enjoy. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Scream Brum listeners! I'm Mark Silk, I'm your local neighbourhood voice actor, and my favourite Christmas film is Trading Places. A lot of people forget that that's a Christmas film, but it is very, very funny. It still stands up great today, and I love it to pieces, so treat yourself and watch Trading Places in full high definition. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho! There we are, everyone. If you didn't know the music we played there, that was Christmas in Heaven by Monty Python from Monty Python's Meaning of Life, also known as one of the best films ever made. The most played film on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is probably by, true. By a long way. This is probably true. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, Christmas. Uh, are you guys fans of it? Are you, huge. Are you, are you a big Christmas guy? Huge, huge Christmas person, yes. Is Christmas a screen time for you? Do you watch a lot? Yeah, I think it's romantic. I think it's, uh, there's nothing better than evoking the uh, the joys of Christmas than watching a film, Christmas or otherwise, I think. Sort of sat on the sofa, log fire burning. If, you can, af- if you can get a log fire in your house, well done. Yeah. That, that, that's added an extra bonus. But I think going to the cinema and watching a Christmas film is very good. 
on the on the log fire front, I noticed on Netflix you can some of the films on there are log fires with Christmas music just in the background. You have a three hour film of it. You could put it on a log fire burning in your. I actually had that on the other day whilst I was wrapping presents. There you go. I'm one of those terrible people. That's I I can't get a fireplace in mine, so I will make do. Um, so, you, so you're, you're telling me you can go on Netflix? Or what yes, on? you can go on Netflix yeah. and and just have a log fire with. Yep. Does it have like Christmas music on? And I like the one sound with the crackle. Bells. The the one with the fiery crackle. Oh, oh, oh lovely! I'm feeling Christmassy already. <laughs> I've just noticed that uh, Lucy has bauble earrings. They're very nice indeed. And snowflakes everywhere. And a snowflake so. necklace. Me- Basically, it looks like a tree. What were you saying? You, you're outdoing my current pudding. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't think anything can outdo that. You can't do the pudding. No. no. Well, I probably look like pudding anyway. So I've got a, I've got a wacky Santa tie on that plays jingle bells if you squeeze Santa's nose. So, you know. Oh, uh, the, uh, Fe- feathers and wings as always is straight in with his, the first tweet of the uh, of the afternoon. Hello, feathers and wings. A very merry Christmas to you. Very merry Christmas to you. Uh, the snowman makes us feel Christmassy. Watched it every year since our, since it was made. 1982, I think. Wow. And Bowie, introdu- Bowie introducing it too is very special. Oh, yeah, especially, yes. especially poignant this year as well. Yeah. And it's on the front of the Radio Times. You know, the Christmas Radio mm. Times has got the snowman on the front of it this year. And I was thinking about this the other days. Does the Radio Times actually still exist the rest of the year, or do they just, no, just it, do Christmas? It does exist. It used to be the thing to get when you wanted to know what was on, didn't it? You, you used to skip through all the, you used to go get all the films and oh, watch yeah. that, 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 that. Different. We've, we've got it in our house. Different colour pens. Everyone has it. Because when I was a kid, one of the things that we did, um, you know, there was utterly unrestricted access to the telly at Christmas. You know, you were allowed to basically watch whatever you want, whenever you wanted it, which we couldn't do the rest of the year round. And there was always this cool stuff on, so it was so exciting. I remember watching loads of kind of quite obscure sort of BBC Two films at kind of, you know, one o'clock in the morning when I was like 14, mm. just because it was Christmas and I could. So, yeah. It was always very much the done thing on BBC Two to show very long films on Christmas, you know, the long, or, East, or they do it at Easter as well, where they show all the epics, you know, from the 50s and 40s yeah. and 50s with Charlton Heston, so, so they can fill the slot. Yeah, you know, let's have the Ten Commandments on again. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do it at Christmas too, and then they do throw it, throw in the classics. You know, Meet Me in St. Louis always appears with you know, which I always say has the best psycho killing a snowman scene in history. In in uh, in Judy Garland slashing a snowman, very good slasher scene. That um, they can't go far without the slashers coming you, back in. Your slasher is an early slasher film. Is Meet Me in St. Louis. <laughs> Um, Discuss with, with, is with, with a, <laughs> no the diehard debate's been done, but we're going to have is Meet Louis a horror, a slasher film? Yeah. Discuss. Uh, I love that debate. I'm going to play some more music. Uh, I'm going to tweet that now. I want a mince pie, so I'm going to play some music on this one. And this one <laughs> is just for you, Tim. Okay, I've got another one just for you, but I'm going to play this one for now. Thank you. You know it, right? Yeah, I know what you're doing. Everyone knows this. Yes, that is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC, and that is from the Christmas film Die Hard. I'm a this busy. is Christmas music. Exactly. End of. I'm acknowledging that now. Um, so um, thank you for your tweets that you're listening. We've just heard that B Film are listening. Hello, B Film. I hope uh, my voice is not too grating on your ears. The Christmas party is beginning. We're going to prepare all the best music. Any requests, send them in. Um, they do have to be from a film, however. That is our only 
rule on this show. Actually, I'm going to break it later, but there's a very good reason for that. The other thing that we've got is I've got a quiz. I've worked on a quiz for you both. Your quizzes are always very dangerous. They are dangerous. Prepare to get a zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a quiz about Christmas movies. So we'll be having that later on in the show. You can play along at home. It's just for fun. Um, you will not be winning a prize. Actually, I have one bar of Twin Peaks chocolate left. Mm-hmm. Not from last year's batch, from this year's batch. <laughs> Non non related to the TV. So program. if you do if you do uh, want to uh, enter this co- and if you do want to tweet in how many you've got and the highest people I don't know how you how do we trust yeah that this? that would definitely be an unbreakable security. Uh, we'll think of a reason for you guys to win a bar of uh, Twin Peaks chocolate. Um, we'll come back to you. And thank you also, Feathers and Wings. You've been tweeting that you are uh, listening and that uh, you and Andy the Budgie have got mince pies so we hope you're enjoying those I've got some really nice Marks of Spencer's posh mince pies just there in the next room and we're going to have them. other brands are available yeah but they're not as nice there Maybe we are not. sponsorship can be requested um, my hello, girlfriend's everyone. mince pies are the best <coughs> right let's move on um, we we began at the beginning of the show with a clip of course from possibly the greatest adaption of a Christmas carol and I mean that sincerely the Muppet Christmas Carol it's also one of the closest interpretations as well. It is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Marley's ghost is split into two characters um, in Walder and Staldorf, isn't it? Or whatever they're called. But, um, but yeah, it's... And I've said this before, but um, when Michael Caine was asked... was, was He didn't even realise, apparently, that Brian Henson, who directed it, had never directed a film before. He was very mm. impressed. But he said, I'm going to act as if I'm with the Royal Shakespeare Company. There's no, like, nods. There's no he, At no point does he acknowledge that he's acting with puppets. No. It's completely no. straight. And it's absolutely genius for that respect. He's utterly sincere in it. And it is. It's great, isn't it? It's one of the greatest things to ever happen, <laughs> quite simply. It's wow. just so wonderful. It, it, I would watch it every single day if I could get away with it, I think. So you're going to be watching it over the... Oh, yes. Multiple times, I'm sure. It's actually quite a dark... I mean, Christmas Carol oh, is some of it's quite terrifying, yeah. really. Well, I was reading that um, one of the songs was actually excised from the DVD and oh, VHS release. Oh, this is a, a source of great is upset this, to me. Is this, is, this is the song... The Love Is Gone love by Belle. Um, yeah, yes, I was devastated because I used to... I wore two tapes out of Muppet Christmas Carol because I watched it so much. And then when the DVD ca- release came out, Belle's song was gone and I was devastated. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know why. It turns out that they decided to cut it um, from the DVD release because they thought it was too upsetting for children. So is this, so, is this from the flashback when, you know, Scrooge yeah, says, yeah, I want to become Scrooge-like? Past. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, I went to an amazing thing last year, which was a sing-along Muppet Christmas Carol at the Prince Charles in London. And they got Belle's song and played it at the end from the VHS. And um, I cried my eyes out. It was beautiful. (laughs) Well, I think we're going to have to have a sing-along Muppet Christmas Carol of our own in a bit because now we've ascertained that you are uh, experienced on this and we'll play a track in a moment from it but um, Tim are you uh, are you a fan of the film love the film of course it, it is it's actually. pure joy it is it is but it also has so much pathos mm. um, and I think that the, all of that is down to the, the straight way in which it's done yeah mm. you know and and, <laughs> and how um, and how they yeah 
It's 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 not dated at all. No, has it? it looks. No. It still looks absolutely wonderful. One of the um, great things about this screening last year. It was all adults. There was not a single child in there. It was. It's still that age group that it, it's never gone away from. <laughs> it's still so heartily felt. Uh, when was it? About nineteen ninety-three or something. Um, I'm not. Like I'm that. not sure to be honest. Uh, but yeah, no. It's it's probably the best. I would say the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol um, of them all. So. Did you know that, um, actually, I should shout out to one of our favourite podcasts. You, li- you watch, listen to Pod, don't you? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, and they've got that this week's Smirshpod, um, has, uh, they're, doing, uh, they're doing Michael Caine's films at the moment. This week's is Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. So uh, I'm, gonna be, I'm looking forward to listening to what they say. So, uh, yeah, Pod, brilliant. Um, yeah, listen to that and also to us and also all the other Brum Radio podcasts. Go to the Brum Radio podcast page and you can see all sorts of other cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Um, now, um, Scrooge, you know the song? Yes. Are you going to sing along with us? For us? Um, for obvious reasons, I'm not going to sing. Um, for multiple obvious reasons. One is I can't sing, but the second one is this voice I've got. But uh, let's have a go. And Lucy, mm, yeah, no. Lucy, you've you've said you've done it. You've got bauble <laughs> yes, earrings but on. No, no one could that's hear me cool, in a know. cinema full of people. I think that's very unfair. As opposed to being transmitted around the world. <laughs> yeah, okay, I think well that's let's, very let's, unfair. Let's um, play the. I won't. I'll turn. I tell you, you sing along. Just just in the studio. I'll turn your microphone off. I won't turn a microphone <laughs> off. And then no one else can hear you. You'll be able to hear. And then we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Is that okay? Yes, no. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's play Scrooge uh, and we'll be back after this. Oh, I did try to put her microphone on there. Lucy was sounding beautiful here in the studio, <laughs> singing along to the Muppet cast. Really and enjoying that. Scrooge. Um, uh, another person that's really enjoying that, uh, listener, John Lish. Hello, Hello John. John. Lish. Um, and pointing out the great line in there, no cheese as far as Mises. That's brilliant. Oh, it's such a great, there's so many great songs in that, actually. Oh, all of them, all of them. And on another Christmas carol night, mm-hmm. something I didn't, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know, the first reading of Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens was in Birmingham at the Town Hall. I, I didn't know I that. I did know that. And it was also the first... He was the first person to appear in the town hall yeah. when it was opened. He was the first performer. Some, was that something, isn't it? Yeah. And wow. Race, he he travelled. He did a lot of of gigs. He did travel mm. a lot widely around the world doing this stuff. But yeah, I'm quite excited to, on Sunday going to a reading of it at the town hall, uh-uh. and they're doing like a little history bit to start with <laughs> um, about. The first time it was read, and then there's someone reading it. So, so who's reading lovely. it? They haven't got one of these. It's not like one of these ones with a hologram of um, Charles Dickens <laughs> walking around like these no, weird, it, <laughs> these weird ones. It is an actor I should know the name of, but I'm afraid it's fallen out my head. As oh, many right. things do. We'll look that up because that sounds amazing. We'll see if there's any hmm. tickets available for that. That sounds fantastic uh, because, as we know, it is a brilliant Christmas story. As as captured in so many christmas films it's um it's not my favorite christmas film because i'm going to turn on to my favorite christmas film of all time and it's a bit boring and i've i've really learned i've really changed my opinion of this film which is it's a wonderful life which everyone knows of course i think when i was younger i actually 
got quite depressed by this film because I thought I was one of those people that thought, well, it's all right for him. He's a good person. He would make, you know, uh, if he didn't exist, people would miss him. No, everyone would be happy if I didn't exist. So um, I was a bit of misery guts uh, as a young man, Aww. believe it or not. Uh, but, you know, least recently, you know, when I've become a parent myself and all of that, I've come to just adore it. I just I just have come to to just have that kind of yeah, warmth and, 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 and feeling of it all. So... Um, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my choice. It's Bedford Falls classic, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, came out in nineteen forty six. Yep, it <laughs> is. Um, I've got some interesting trivia for it that I've learned uh, in preparation for this. Believe it or not, I do do some. Did you know the original casting was uh, Cary Grant? Yes, oh, yes. Okay. I thought that was clever. I, he would have but been good as well, I think. Not as good as Jimmy no, Stewart. You no, can't Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, it's so eponymous, man. Yeah. Mm. The the other thing um, that I didn't know, Dorothy Parker worked on the script. Mm-hmm. It went through a lot of iterations. I don't know if much of her was still remained in it, but she did apparently work on the script. And the other thing um, that I didn't know was that it was a it was not a success. Until the 70s. That's right. So it was a box office failure at the time. Then the copyright lapsed in 1974, which meant okay. it could be shown on TV for nothing. So it was just constantly put on TV at that point and got a, a burst of, uh, of, of um, uh, popularity since then. And it reminds me of this um, Dinner for What. Do you know about this film? Dinner for What. It's, a, it's about a 16-minute sketch from some uh, relatively obscure British comedian from 1969 about uh, a butler giving dinner to his, um, uh, his the lady who is his employer. And it is huge in Germany and in some Nordic countries. Every, I think it's New Year they watch, or it might be Christmas Eve. It's on traditionally on TV, and everyone watches it. And it is the, the biggest thing. This guy's a household name there, and it is, it's up there with the Queen's speech in these countries as the biggest thing that they watch. Um, and it has never, ever been shown on British TV. And this year is the first time ever it's going to be on. Um, mm. I, it's on Sky. Um, so, I, you know, I, I dare say you can get it on YouTube as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, I saw it once in an art installation this thing but as a film it's a yeah it's dinner for one 16 minute little sketch obscure it's weird how these things can have an extra life so there you go um one more fact about it's a wonderful life um, is frank capra as you know is the director of it he was also a trained engineer and in making the film he developed a new way of filming fake snow now this is weird what they used to use for fake snow before it's a Wonderful Life, was they used to paint cornflakes. <laughs> crazy. That's very cool. <clears throat> Snow was painted cornflakes. There you go. So uh, Frank, Frank Capra has made many uh, contributions to the world, and uh, Fake Snow is one of those. There you go. Can you tell my voice is beginning to completely tail off, so feel free to jump in at any time. So that, that's <laughs> not just one of my favourite Christmas films. It's one of my... Probably top five films, full stop. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
and quite lucky this year as well there's a new 4k restoration of it which they're showing at yes, the mac it's come out in the cinema it's got a yeah. full, full, full full release you know um, rather than that one-off showing that you get occasionally yeah. this has got yeah. a full it's got, it's got a really wide hasn't there release. been some horrifying colorized version as well yes i would avoid that yeah. that, that was <laughs> i i gave it a go and it was hideous yeah another piece of trivia actually that um th- there's an early scene when they're young and um they throw rocks through the windows of the house. I don't know if you remember this, yeah. breaking windows. And I can't remember the name of the actor who plays um, James Stewart's wife. Apologies. Uh, she throws a rock through the window. Um, so Frank Capra had to hire a sniper to shoot out the window um, because he didn't think she would hit. But she did, first time. <laughs> so the sniper was not required. There you go. Should have been used to shoot down drones at Gatwick Airport. A little bit of... Uh, yeah, when you're listening back to that next year, you won't understand what the heck I'm talking about. Hopefully, so yeah, keep sending in your Christmas recommendations. We have a we have a tweet from uh, B Film. Uh, hello, B Film, and uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, is, do you think more than one person from B Film tweets? I assume there is I about assume, 100, 100. I assume there's a batch people. of you, you know, because um, we've met many of you. Mm. But, uh, but they say uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, by the way, B Film is the University of Birmingham's film research unit um and um they are do follow them on twitter and have a look at them on facebook and various other channels as well because they do lots of cool things so they run um film seasons at places they uh did the cinematic time machine at the electric where they put cinema films on from different um eras they also have lots of lectures and visiting speakers and stuff really great stuff so if you're into film in birmingham do do get onto film they are actual Experts yeah, in the truest. Yeah, not like truest. us. Not like us. We're enthusiasts. They're different. Anyway, um, they say at Screen Brum, Gremlins and Muppets and stuff are all very well. But we need some new alternative Christmas films too. First up, Anna Kendrick and Lena Durham in Happy Christmas, a low key, offbeat, bittersweet family drama. Um, I have not seen Happy Christmas. No. Um, Lucy's face suggests you may have seen it and doesn't approve. <laughs> No, no, I, I wasn't a fan. But to be honest, I try to avoid things with Lena. Lena Dunham, Dunham is a bit. She sprouts, isn't she? Um, people either you know like them or mm. don't. Let's let's say that about her. But yeah, we're not shooting your th- you're shooting your things down. Everything's valid in this thing. I have not seen it. it. I might like it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion, um, and that's good because it's a bit more left field and a le- le- bit less obvious and uh, modern, modern Christmas films. Um, we have Don't had some. Many. We've had uh, guests throughout the year have been giving us their Christmas uh, recommendations as well. So one of those is coming up. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. Alternative Christmas film two from B Film. Mm-hmm. This is more like it. Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, in, in which the mansion where Tom Cruise finds the cult having an orgy is the only place in the film not to have a Christmas tree. Uh, That's a proper uh. B Film fact, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was in, in, in preparation for this I was watching scenes from Eyes Wide Shut yesterday and uh, my uh, my girlfriend came in and sort of walked in and said what are you doing as I was watching um, Nicole Kidman and um, Tom Cruise breaking up in a house of Hamley's toy emporium um, so yes she, she was quite concerned that I was just watching scenes from Eyes Wide Shut thank you for that uh, alternative suggestion that's very much more left field we like that one mm. thank you Excellent. Okay, we'll be back with more. Uh, let's have a listen to this now. Um, first person to recognise the film I'm playing this from, Tim, you're excluded from this because you can see, um, gets a prize. A mince pie. Okay. 
Gonzalez. Listeners, uh, thank you for asking me to choose a favourite Christmas movie. Um, after much deliberation and almost picking the Bill Murray special effects extravaganza Scrooged, um, which is a real feel-good movie, um, I actually I'm going to go for more of a horror comedy Christmas movie, which is Joe Dante's Gremlins from 1984, which... Uh, at the time, I preferred to Ghostbusters, which came out at the same time, pretty much. Um, all my school friends were loving Ghostbusters, and I was, I'd was i found uh, something that appealed to my dark heart, obviously. Um, even though Gremlins is a, a Christmas movie, it's quite a strange and dark one. Um, but there you go, that's my choice. Um, so, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone, and um, don't get stuck down the chimney. That was, of course, the Gremlin rag from Gremlins, uh, which we'll be talking about in a moment. You cannot get away from that one at this time of year. Um, thank you for your tweets. I had loads of tweets. Roger um, has mentioned that uh, It's a Wonderful Life is a difficult journey to watch. That's what everyone forgets. George's total breakdown and slow rebuilding of himself is truly wonderful. And Potter is a expletive deleted um interesting you mentioned that there roger about um potter the the the, the sort of evil banker the fbi apparently issued a a memo about the film when it came out saying that they thought it was potential communist infiltration of the motion picture industry because of the communist overtones and the way that the bankers were presented in there so there you go that's a seditious dimension to it's a wonderful life as well um so yeah there we go lots of other tweets coming in but um we did just play um of course the gremlin rag jerry goldsmith's synthastic score to gremlins uh we've talked about gremlins extensively this year because we had one of the world's leading experts on gremlins dr cat lester in the show indeed um but tim you're a fan of this one right i love this film um i think that joe dante kind of encapsulates his two greatest cinematic loves in this film it's the 1950s era sci-fi horror film which runs through this film like nothing else and also his love for looney tunes um and also that Dante's really good about films that have rules. If you ever watch any of his films about any films like whether it's inner space and what you shouldn't shouldn't do, whether it's a few to, few to um, things like Small Soldiers or whatever, there are always rules. Uh, and this film is all about how society doesn't play by the rules, and the consequences of those actions are quite shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, around pet care, around um, you know following rules, around. Um, you know, um, getting down the Christmas tree safely, getting, getting, getting down the Christmas, Christmas tree safe. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, and also, I, I just like how he does that whole. Um, he, he, he inhabits that environment which great films at that time did, which was going to the suburban world of an American town and subvert it royally. To, you know, start off with start off with a lovely Christmas, start off with a lovely Christmas message. You know, um, and uh, rip, rip, rip it to pieces, and do it in hilarious ways. You know, as much as it's dark, I I'm, I, I think the film is rip roaringly funny, um, and it gets funnier every time you get as you get older. When you're quite young, I watched it when I was about seven or eight. Of course, the satire and the horror 
the satire and the humour didn't actually didn't 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 wash me. I was just I was just I just loved the Gremlins creatures. I thought they were very very cool. Yeah, um, I mean, we talked about this before, but again, <laughs> one of the things I love about the Gremlins in this is their design of them is so. You know, they're, they're kind of... There's not, they're not like any other kind of movie monsters, really. No. They're, they're brilliant. And they're strangely... And you, you like them. Mm. You like them because, actually, there are, there are human characters you don't like in this filming. They're, <coughs> they're human characters are really nasty, and yeah. they get their comeuppance. Mm. You know, everyone from the... from What's her name, Mrs... The lady who ends up going in the on the on the Stannis stairlift and goes off through the river. Ugh. I've forgotten her name. And the, you know the bank manager and the policeman. All people. It's a classic. Get, let's get people of authority and, yeah. t- and they all get their comeuppance. The FBI um, have probably got a memo about gremlins as well. Yeah, the thing. there are there are there are some standout scenes for me. There are there's little little gags gag reels. Um, I love the guy when he puts his puts the post into the post box and he gets his hand stuck and then the gremlin appears out of the post. Goes. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh like nothing else. And then. The Snow White scene for me is one of the great, is my favourite whole scene in the entire film because the idea that anyone can go to the cinema, even a bunch of gremlins, and just watch Snow White and know know the words to Hi Ho, <laughs> and you just you just riffing off that whole joy of cinema and just the gremlins know how to party, you know. Gremlins a, know how to party. It's a great film and it's and it's likable in in everything in everything about it. It just exudes kind of Christmas for me, oh. even though it's a horror film. Yeah. Well, we've ascertained hor- Christmas can be a, a good horror um, thread, really. It's nothing like mashups of mashing mash- mashups of genres, and I'm sure that um, we're about to get some examples of Christmas horror films. Mm. So. We've had yeah. a message in from Australia from mm. Sam Patterson. Is it Christmas who, Day yet? There, I'm confused with time travel. <laughs> um, who chose Gremlins? And um, hello, Sam. Um, hello, Sam. When. Uh, when I, because I've been asking people why they've chosen these films, um, and he said, "Can't believe I have to say, purely amazing and an often enjoyed relic from my eighties childhood." Mm, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's a big nostalgia fest. I haven't seen it since, probably since it came out, if I'm honest. Um, so I need to get on that again, don't I? Gremlins. Yeah. Really? I don't think so. Oh, I think I probably should. Fun. I should probably yeah. show it to my kids. My 11-year-old would be okay with that, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Apart from the blender bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the no, the blender bit or the microwave bit. <laughs> oh, yes, um, that's where that's I think why. I tried to blank that bit out, maybe. <laughs> that, that, that bit. And, any, you know, and um, she does go full throttle with a, with a kitchen knife. Yeah, the Christmas mm. tree the with whole, eyes is pretty terrifying. Mm. Yeah, and she gets strangled. You know, no. those, things, those things. So, yeah, pretty much all of the film is also the it's, horrifying um, But it. In the UK, it's a 15-rated film. In America, it's a PG-13. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we've 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 got, we've talked about that many times. So it's amazing what passes as uh, entertainment. I watched it as a seven-year-old, but I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Same. I think I was about seven when I watched it. So. I watched Robocop aged eight. Mm. Yeah. These. Yeah. I mean, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that we are not role models for your lives out there, okay? No. Please, you know, be responsible. Responsible parenting. Responsible parents does not. We're uh, uh, not <laughs> advisors on that. <laughs> let's let's we've, let's make that we, perfectly clear. We've had some more tweets. Hello, um, um, uh, David Powell, D Powell eighty two. Merry Christmas to David Powell. Um, he says the Poseidon adventure should count. It's it's count two it's new year's so only a week out and mm. a christmas tree is integral that is very true they, they yeah. use it to escape yeah. don't they? climb up it yeah 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 the, the uh i mean ultimately you are a tragic film but uh, you know um <coughs> well that, that can be said for a lot of these it's a great it's film 
Yeah. It is. I tell you what, the I know this isn't the Christmassy part of it, or particularly Christmassy at all, but that bit at the end with Gene Hackman, when he sort of oh. finally has that speech. We've, we've discussed this on the show. Oh, that is... It's harsh, man. That is powerful. deeply powerful. That's, and, uh, and yeah, it, it will shake your religious convictions to the core. Pretty brutal stuff. Yeah, and so, it's, yeah. Got, it's got Grandpa from, uh, ch- uh, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as well. Uh, yes, he's one, of the, he's one of the ones yes. that he has directly rescued. Yeah. yeah, don't know why I thought that was a point, but I well, that somehow feels Christmassy. It feels it? Christmassy. That yeah. film is a Christmassy film, I think. Anyway, um, that's an alternative Christmas Excellent. film. Excellent. Uh, um, B film, <laughs> more alternative Christmas films. Mm. They're good. They're delivering it big time. Uh, okay, alternative Christmas film fil- three is Todd Haynes' Carol, that, which was my favourite film of that year you when it came out. I you? love Carol. Beautiful Carter Burwell soundtrack too. Yeah, brilliant. In which all the illicit erotic, sp- erotic sparks, I have to be careful how I say that, in which all the er- illicit erotic sparks come from a chance encounter at the Christmas sales and the seductive ploy of purchasing gloves for delivery as an excuse to leave contact details. We've all done it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, is that what you're doing, M&S? No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, alternative Christmas film four is Greta Gerwig's Ladybird. Yeah, I, I, I can get this. In which Christmas is the one day of the year when Christine, Ladybird, and her mother stop arguing and the family briefly relaxes. Mm. I mean, it is one scene, but actually, I actually think that the whole film, Ladybird, it could be a very good Christmas film. The messaging in it is around family and, um, you know... The, the sort of relationship between a daughter and her mother mm. and her dad as well. And but, we may uh, well talk about that more in our review of the year. Which it might, might come up. Next year. It might do. Because that is a bang up to date one. Uh, Another baby good boy. one. We like. Oh, I missed one from Roger Onions. Mr. Roger Onions. At Mr. Roger Onions. Hello, Mr. Roger Onions. Or Roger. <laughs> it's on. Um, he, in response to It's a Wonderful Life, um, he says, It's such a difficult journey to watch. That's what everyone forgets. George's total breakdown and a slow rebuilding of himself is truly wonderful. Plus, Potter is a... <clears throat> can't say that word. Yeah. yeah um, we've, we've read that one out already. We're, that was how we, we got onto the FBI. Oh, I'm sorry. Never, I'm, never. I'm jumping here, but I, 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 it resonates with me because, as I say, that there's... It's, uh, yeah, that film makes me cry more than any other. It is, and um, I'm feeling quite, um, I'm feeling quite Christmassy now. I'm going to play some more wonderful, warming, delicious, delightful Christmas music. Can you tell the irony? A lot of Christmas metal, actually. It's a lot of Christmas metal music. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we've got a technical failure we're in the middle of christmas with the devil by spinal tap as well it's talking prophetic. about the gremlins mm. so they've come into the studio <laughs> uh, well i'm gonna try that. and mend that but uh, yeah, that you guys a- uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves and eat more mince pies yeah what do you want us to talk about then? Well, we, we have had a contribution from the brilliant david baldwin who is programmer at the mac and his choice is Scrooged. Mm. And he says, only Bill Murray could make an awful forced festive sing-along, not just palatable, but actually enjoyable. Also, any Christmas film where somebody is smacked in the face with a toaster is my kind of Christmas film. <laughs> does he, does like all his, has he got like three brothers of his also acting in that film with him? Ooh, sounds. They are, someone could check that out. Fact check, please. Thank you. Fact check. I tell you what, we haven't got Daryl Davis on the line, no. unfortunately. Daryl Davis. Oh, he's usually uh, king of the. Yeah, facts. maybe he's working today. Um, anyway, I'm carrying on with the music. So you guys um, 
keep talking. Yeah, we're keeping talking. You've, <coughs> you've done Carl. Have you done Carl's Joe's, Joe's Breeze alternative Christmas? Film? No, um, that is Tangerine. Yeah, he's got another one as well. Oh, but you talk about Tangerine. I missed one. Um, I have to admit, I haven't seen Tangerine yet. Um, but I'm informed it's brilliant. It was all shot on an iPhone and yep. it's set on Christmas Eve. So that's what makes it Christmassy, I suppose. I think it's set in like Florida or somewhere. somewhere yeah, hot. so they, there's none of that. Um, what we think of is Christmassy with the snow and the romantic fires and the... No, it's just sweltering heat. So I go on. There's a, a, a note, Jasbury also, Mr. Jasbury, hello, happy Christmas, also suggests Rocky IV um, as an alternative Christmas film. Uh, he fights Draco on Christmas oh, of Day. Of course, yes. There's snow, and I'm sure he performs at least two miracles during his training. I mean, could Jesus run all the way to the top of a mountain, or run all the way up a mountain? Well, Rocky can. It's very true, he can. He does, he does some very amazing feats of human achievement in that film. Um there's also a brilliant spoof of that uh, of that whole uh, sequence in Family Guy, which uh, Brian did. He went to university to do some exams, and he ends up training for his exams by doing a Rocky Four spoof, which is very funny. Mm. It's worth worth looking at. Um, yeah, Rocky Phil Four. Uh, what else? We got some more notifications uh, from another one from B Film. Uh, alternative Christmas film number five. They are really delivering it here, aren't they? Um, is the film A Midnight Clear, in which a baby-faced but brutally aged Ethan Hawke experiences a Christmas miracle in the aftermath of World War II's Battle of Ardennes. This is uh, the film based on an adaptation of William Waters' book, William Wharton's book, who also was the author of Birdie. Yeah. I think I've seen that, actually. Is they, that's a thing where they... Um they're like all the kind of the most the most they're all like the intelligence unit or something that have been selected by their kind of IQ and they're all kind of and they all assume that I mean they're going to make them all good intelligence officers and it's a terrible idea uh, yeah no I seem to remember that being very good very sort of sad yeah. Actually, the Battle and, of the Ardennes. Uh, Feathers and Wings um, uh, tweeted three minutes ago, your broadcast has gone all funny, or mm. is it you or me? You are not, it was not just you. Um, was, everything has gone. Just, yeah, you know, the we gremlins were, are loose. We were, yeah, the gremlins are loose. We were commenting on how metal Christmas was, and Spinal Tap went wrong. Very wrong indeed. But on that note, yeah. we, are, we are back in we, the soundtrack we, we world. We are back, and I'm going to try the music again with another bit of metal. Um, now this is crazy Uh, I I know you know what this is Tim but let's see Lucy if you can identify who is uh, playing this particular piece of music so fingers crossed everyone that the music is working let's give it a go Uh, let's see what it sounds like Merry Christmas I'm Kat and my favourite Christmas film is Gremlins Jaws 19 show just wishing all the listeners of Screen Brum a very happy Christmas and a peaceful new year there we are does anyone know what the music was well it was none other than um, the dear departed Christopher Lee 
singing uh, Jingle Hell, his version of Jingle Bells. He had a whole, he had a couple of EPs worth of very metallic Christmas songs, things like, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you can hear, he, uh, he went his own way. Oh, brilliant. Um, I enjoyed that, but there we go. There's a lot of metal Christmas, and uh, Tim approves. Tim being a metal man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I think guess I do. I think it's nearly time for the quiz. Oh, no. Are you oh, ready dear. for the quiz? No, of course not. I'm never ready for one of your quizzes. Okay. This is, this is going to be good, right? No, really. Now, this is the process. What we're going to do is we're going to have... Uh, we don't have a buzzer system. Mm. Um, uh, Sorry, hands, runs, guess. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, you, both, you can both make a choice, okay? And you can agree with each other or not. Um, uh, I'm going to give you... In the first some questions, there is three options. Okay, these are all Christmas films. Okay, uh, all all about Christmas films. Now, I'm going to play some music in the background while we do this, and this music is uh, Tim's request. This is not a Christmas song, and it's not even from a film, but because it's Christmas, as a special present for Tim, we're going to play it. Can you explain with music, Tim? Well, it's the 21st of December. It's 2112. And uh, this is this is it. This is International Rush Day. If you're a fan of the band Rush, twenty one twelve is a seminal piece of work. So we celebrate. <laughs> we celebrate the music of Rush every year on the twenty first of December, twenty one twelve. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's play it then. So this is partly that. This is whoa. To this. This is the overture slash the temples of shrinks. Syrinx, mate. Syrinx. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Paris and getting that wrong. So let's a brief listen to this. Yeah, if you could have, you could have a. If if, if it would be a sideshow on uh, a podcast, it would be a prog podcast, wouldn't it? If it was me, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there is a market for that. Don't well, worry. Don't worry. We're, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it on the download. Just for reference, this track is 20 minutes and 33 seconds long. But we're not playing it all. Christmas either. Ho ho ho. Ooh. Right, bit of air drumming going on here in the studio to that. We're gonna leave 2012 playing underneath. In radio we call this a bed, just so you know. So you've got rush in your bed. Um whilst <laughs> we um, we do a quiz. Okay. So, this is a Christmas film quiz. Play along at home if you wish. I'm going to be asking questions of Tim and Lucy. First question. There is obviously a lot of Christmas films. Which is the earliest? The very earliest Christmas film was called The Unholy Three. And it was about a trio of jewel thieves planning a Christmas Eve heist. Which sounds quite cool, actually. But what year was it released? Was it... 1930, 1931, or 1933? I always go the middle, just out of instinct. So, 1931. Yes. Lucy. You going for that? Or the Unholy Three, the first ever Christmas movie. I'll go 30. Correct. It was released in 1930. Um, the first Christmas film, The Unholy Three. There we are. One point to Lucy, no points for Tim. Now, this one, there's oh, three oh, options. Oh. 
what you have to do on this next question is these are all films that are not yet released they are in production are going to be coming out next christmas two of them are real films one of them i've made up which is which go on then okay so number one margie claus where melissa mccarthy plays santa's wife who has to save christmas you see, i can believe all that written. yeah noel that's n-o-l-l-e where anna kendrick plays santa's daughter and has to take over when his father when her father retires and save christmas no or rudolph where rudolph and the gang get lost have to get back to the North Pole before Christmas Eve and so save Christmas. Featuring the voice of Justin Timberlake as Rudolph. I'm going to go for the first one. Oh, the first one being fake. Yeah, so which the one Anna Kendrick's one. You think the Anna Kendrick one's fake, Noel? Oh, and you yeah. think... Oh no, which one's fake? Yeah, two of those are oh, real. Oh, sorry, sorry, which one's fake? The middle one's fake. Yeah, yeah sorry. So yeah. you both think that Noel is fake and Rudolph and Margie Claus are real films. Yeah. Yes. You're both wrong. Oh no! <laughs> Noel is a real film. <laughs> Anna Kendrick no. is play Santa's daughter who takes over when her father retires. God. And Margie Claus is also a real film where Melissa Carthy plays Santa's wife. It's going to be foul mouth. Yeah. Um, Rudolph, I made up. Although, you know. That's the only one good. that I'd have watched. No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> there you are. There we are. There's a lot. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's going to be room in the cinema for two Santa's female relative saves Christmas films. But what do I know? What do I know? I mean, I'd watch pretty much anything with Anna Kendrick in. So, uh, Melissa McCarthy, uh, she's got lots of good notices for this recent film she's made with um, Rich D. Grant, hasn't she? Yes, I, yes. I quite fancy that. Yeah. I always say that my favourite Melissa McCarthy films are where she sticks to the script. Next. Mm, I think there's a lot to be said for that. It's like the Jim Carrey of the 21st century. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Uh, now. Oh, Jim Carrey's one of my absolute favourites. Okay. So be careful with Jim Carrey. Oh, I always remember the, the line Lisa Simpson when she talks about him and she says, you know, he's, he's, subtle, he's so subtle, he can make you laugh with merely a manic flailing of his limbs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to slag anyone off today. And his version of The Grinch is very good. Yeah, there was another one that came out this year. Another. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I haven't, stated, it I hasn't been given such good reviews, no, which is a shame because no. it's by the Minions guys and I love... And I, you know, no. I love Minions. But yes, his version is great. Minions. Um, right, more Christmas films. Go. I'm going to read out. You know, as you as you know, there's there's whole channels devoted to Christmas films with loads of them. And if you look at them, all the posters are always exactly the same. Um, a sort of handsome couple gazing at each other with a, one's got a red jumper on, one's got a green jumper on, in front of a Christmas tree. I have looked. I've paid the ultimate sacrifice and looked at a lot of these films. I'm going to read out four. Only one of these is not real. Okay? So, again, I want you to identify the, one that's not the real. fake one that I've made up. Okay. Okay. I've just realised I've um, I've not uh, made a note of this. I can't quite remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it will become... Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. A Christmas to remember, where a successful yet stressed host of a cooking show is injured while travelling to a remote mountain chalet on vacation, discovered by a widower with three young children. Uh, she has developed retrograde amnesia and does not know who she is. Okay, so that's the lovely A Christmas to Remember. That's, nice. That's nice. Tasteful. Yeah. Um, or A Christmas Ice Tastrophe, where a meteor hits a small town preparing for Christmas. That's cool. Um, I like that one. Ebenezer. 
a Western version of Christmas Carol with Jack Palance as Scrooge, or Holiday in Handcuffs, where a struggling artist working as a waitress kidnaps one of her customers to bring home and meet her parents at Christmas. All of them sound possible. Yeah, they do, actually. Like for True Christmas Channel or something. Um, Be on the Christmas Movies Channel. True Christmas. They're all be on there. So, Um, Christmas to Remember. they're all too good to be on one of those those Christmas (laughs) Movies Channels. There's a Christmas to Remember. (laughs) Christmas Ice-Tastrophe. Ebenezer, the Western version with Jack Palance. He's a good. He's a good. Or Holiday in Handcuffs. Gone. That's a tricky one. You've got a 25% chance of getting it right. So the one that's not... The one that's not real. Ebenezer. How, if you can't remember, how... I can now. Okay. I'm going to go um, Ebenezer because it's the most believable, so that way I'm going to go, it's not that one. I'm going well. with... I want the meteor one to be real. <laughs> oh, I really hope so. Um, <laughs> I think I am going to go with the meteor one, though. No, you're both wrong. They are both real films. Okay. Christmas Ice Tastrophe is real, but the meteor is some kind of meteor that makes everything get covered in ice, apparently, as meteors do. It's not the day after uh, tomorrow. And Ebenezer <laughs> is a real film. There is a Western Christmas Carol with Jack Palance as Scrooge. It's real. The one I've made up is Holiday in Handcuffs, which yeah, entirely plausible. I thought that. They, you do some good plot synopsis, though. I read through a lot. Of, yeah, well, you know, I am available. Um, for writing treatments to your films. If anyone wants, you know, wants that, I could do that. Rudolph, just give me a couple of million dollars and I'll even write the script. There we go. Right. <laughs> Elf. We haven't mentioned that yet, but... Elf. A lot of people love that. I, I have a, a irrational hatred. Um, it's unfair, I know, of any Will Ferrell film. Oh. It's, it's bigotry, I know, but I just... So I have a problem, um... With that. Oh, by the way, um, we are still 2012. Sorry, 2112 is still going on. Yeah. You can turn it off now. We're not, we're not finishing. No, no, it's fine. Um, turn it you can turn it off. It's gone through the first two bits of it. The first two movements. Movements. Um, so, Elf, Will Farrell starred in the lead role, of course. Who was originally. I have, I have no idea. I've written down four options and I've forgotten which one it is. Sorry about this. Will Farrell starred in the lead role. The role was originally intended for someone else. <coughs> Steve Carell, Jim Carrey, Tim Allen, or Chris Rock? All very... Oh, please. You want it to be Chris Rock, because the others would be so predictable. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon it was originally for Jim Carrey. That's my, that's my go. This is another one where... Because Steve Carell wasn't at his height at that possible. point. Um, I am going to go with Chris Rock. Jim Carrey. Oh. Uh, I'm only 90% sure of that because I didn't make a note of it. <laughs> so uh, let me know if I've got that wrong. I'm now Googling. So yeah. Need, yeah. And the system may come crashing down. Right. So, oh, this is so exciting. You're both on one Yes, point. Will Ferrell's Elf almost starred Jim Carrey instead. There the original star died was for lead was Jim Carrey. There we go. Mm. Right. Now, he, went to di- he did The Grinch instead. There we Fair go. enough. There we are. So we've got both of those films as a result of that. So one all. I think we're doing quite well. Right, one all. To keep the tension going, I'm going to play some music. Not rush anymore. Not, not rush. Okay, we'll okay. move on from us. I want to play um, something because I um, discovered this this week, and it is my. I think it's rapidly become my favourite Christmas film. Uh, sorry, Christmas song. Um, not ever, but getting up there, and it's not from a film. But I'm going to allow it. 
Well, you're allowed rush, so you can have anything you want now, yeah, can't you? The, yeah. with the, 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 uh, the floodgates are open. Well, it's, it'll be obvious why I think it's legitimate for Screen Brum to show it, uh, to play it. So let's play that, and we'll be back with the quiz. And in the meantime, if you want to let us know how you're getting on with the quiz, do tweet us at Screen Brum or email us, info at screenbrum.co.uk or Facebook or all the other stuff. Come along. We're at the warehouse here in Digbeth. Come and say hello. Right, here we are. Let's listen to this one. Let me know what you think of it, because I think it's gorgeous. Oh, I love that. It's Home Alone, comma, two, T-double-O. Um, and it's by the Staves. And, um, yeah, okay, it's not from a film, but it clearly references a film. So I think we're allowing that. I'm allowing that. Home Alone, two, by the Staves. Did you like that? It's a very sweet, very sweet song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the film itself is—I watched it recently uh, with my kids, and um, it's better than I remembered it. Actually, it's very funny. Did you, have you seen this advert that he's done now? Um, Macaulay Culkin—he's done an advert where he goes back to the house. Oh, I did. As an yes. adult, and does yeah. it all, you know, all over again. It's—it's uh, it's, yeah. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. <laughs> you know, seeing these. Sort of slightly haggard adults um, in the same setting as when we saw him as a fresh-faced young buck. Oh, right. my favourites um, when he lived with Pete Doherty. Yes, yeah, for a few. I don't. I'm not sure if he still is, but they lived together for a couple of years. That's... Yeah, and they set up a market stall at Camden Lock, and so certain days she'd go along and they'd just be um, selling like. <laughs> Pete's old hats and stuff like that. It's great. That that is one of those crazy. Someone heard that Toby Anstis was going out with Lisa Marie Presley or something like that. It's one of those kind of things. Really? How, how do these things happen? Oh, okay, it's all perfectly perfectly lovely. I'm very glad to hear it. Mm. Right, we're still on our Christmas quiz, and it's poised. Oh, okay. It's poised. It's one point each. What three questions left? This one is not three questions. This is not a um, multiple choice. So it's a buzzer question. Lucy, your buzzer is ho, ho, ho. Tim, your buzzer is Merry Christmas. Okay, can we have a practice? Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Right, okay. I'm going to read the question out. Who's, who, <laughs> who buzzes in first gets to answer it. <coughs> Which Christmas song opened the movie Lethal Weapon? been years since i've watched lethal weapon no merry christmas uh uh jingle bells no it's not what is it jingle bells i'm giving you half a point it's jingle bell rock that's i'm, I'm letting tim have half a point it's jingle on bell that jingle bell jingle bell and then she came in suicide <laughs> oh lovely good uh, merry christmas everyone yeah. right here we go uh, another multiple choice how many separate stories appeared in uh, the Horrible romantic comedy love actually. How many oh. separate ones? How many separate yeah. Merry Christmas. You no, know, sorry, I've got uh, options for this one too. Oh okay. Buzz in. Five, three, seven or ten. Oh, um I'm trying to count them. <coughs> Whilst you're doing that, there's a great um thing going the rounds um on Twitter at the moment. Seven. I'm going seven. It's ten. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. There's a great, there's a great. Someone wrote an article, um, just just pointing out how horribly sexist the film is, um, and skewers absolutely everything in it. Oh yeah, there's a lot of naivety. It's, it's, really it's mainly, I think it's, I mean, it's mainly that it is quite naive. 
I don't. Th- I, isn't you know? I just think it's. Well, a lot of it is like men sort of basically falling in love with women that they yeah. employ, the, and you, you know, know, just have no agency whatsoever. I mean, the, particularly the, what's his face, Alan Andrew Lincoln. Rickman. Oh, well, there's that bit, but there's also the um, the Alan Rickman bit. Well, with Alan Rick- all of yeah. the well, the no, um, Colin Firth bit where he just sort of falls in love with woman that he can't speak to. Just oh yes, of, uh, it's yes, it's cleaner. Yeah, yes. I don't. I've, yeah. The, the, you, you know, there you go. There's there's three straight off the bat that yes. we have an issue. If I yeah. have an issue with Andrew Lincoln going around, you know, basically stalking Kira yeah. Knightley. That's yes. creepy. Yeah. And then there's, uh, yeah, there's Alan Rickman and the and and his work colleague. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, and there's Colin Firth and the cleaner, and there's. And there's yeah exactly yeah. and yeah the, and then there's Emma Thompson crying to Joni Mitchell and everything yes. is safe because of that. Well, I tell you one what, the thing that is I really there's, there's more there's more. I'm she's a mad she's a mad Joni Mitchell fan, right? Yes, um, you know, and she always has been. So what does he get her for Christmas? Like a Joni Mitchell album? You think she's, he like, she's not going to have not had that already? No, but it, you know, it's 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 a dramatic, it's a nice dramatic. Yeah. There. And the, and oh, there there are uh, there actually <coughs> yeah for all the scenes. <coughs> Bless you, sir. For all oh the, dear me! For all the the questionable subtext of a lot of the plots, it's a sweet film in many regards. Well, my, you know, I all uh, you know. It's, it's, it's it. my mom's response to Ooh. the question today. Hello, my Mrs. mom Smith. listening again. Um, her choice was Love Actually. Exactly. And she said, "Very sweet." My mom said, "Love is what makes life worthwhile, whatever kind of love it is." Yeah. As summed up by the final scene in the film with the Beach Boys and the clips oh, of people sweet. hugging, which yeah. is, is is does hit the spot every time. If you, yeah, Here we are there. We are so ten, um, the ten, ten stories. Ten stories. In love actually, right? Three so of them are good. It's one and a half. <laughs> for Tim, sorry, one for Lucy. <laughs> uh, okay, there's a buzzing question here. In the Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah, which character sang the song "Chairman of the Board"? Chairman of the board. I'm trying to think which song that is. I'm not giving you clues. I don't know. Oh. I I can't think which song that is. Well, I I, I can't sing it. I don't know it. No? Ah, Sam the Eagle. I can't think what what song. Have I made this up? I'm going to look this up now. Chairman of the Board by Sam Eagle from, um, here we go, I'm playing it. I'm not making this up, it's from the the soundtrack. Yes, but it's not in the film. Oh, come on. No, it's not. We have an authority (gasps) here. And and you know by now, the answer's up to you. But you're ready, because you have an education. All right. No, it's not in the film. The question is null and void. It's on the soundtrack album, so you can see how I thought that. It is on the soundtrack, but it's not in the (coughs) film, I'm afraid. Never never bring a a, a Wikipedia entry to a uh, Lucy Beth uh, fight. Okay, (laughs) that one doesn't count. In Home Alone... Yeah. This is, uh, there's two more questions to come. Oh God, Home Uh, In Home Alone, Kevin uses the sound from a black and white movie to scare the pizza guy away with a line... Keep the change, you filthy animal. What was the name of the film that he took that from? Um, was it Miracle on First? Sorry, ho ho ho! It wasn't Miracle on. Th- was it Merry Christmas or ho ho? I have Merry Christmas, don't I? Merry Christmas. <laughs> was it Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? No. It wasn't, was no. it? No, I can't no. remember. It's from a gangster film. Yeah. Oh, keep the change. Oh, keep the change, you filthy animal. No. Go go. 
It's from Angels with Filthy Souls. Really? So it's the decider. Which is going well, This man. is the full yep, decider. Whoever gets, this, whoever gets this wins, and it's a buzz-in question. So the tension is... Oh, yeah, it's is, true, it is, because there's only a half a point in it, yeah. so a yeah. whole point... The yeah. tension is ridiculous. Yeah. Can we get to know how people listening are doing as well? Are they... Are they they must be doing better than we are. Almost certainly. Yes. They've got Wikipedia in front of them, so well, that helps. Um, anyone, if you are doing better, if you think you can do better than our resident experts, although, you know, clearly one of them's broken the system by explaining that a song that's on the compilation album is not in the film, which I think is shocking. I think Ken Bruce's position on Potmaster is safe. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he probably managed to not have Louis' voice in the middle. Right. <coughs> oh, excuse me, everyone. Last question. Buzz in. This is going to be Blake's Christmas present to me and Tim. Is yeah, a this cold? Cold for Christmas. Yeah, we're in, a, we're, in a, we're in an enclosed space with no windows here. What could possibly go wrong? Um, what is the full name of the guardian angel in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, it's Clarence. You have to buzz in. Yes, but I can't remember the full name, so it doesn't I just matter. Know Clarence. Yeah, but just no Clarence. Okay, well, Lucy got Clarence first, so you get half a point. It's Clarence Oddbody. Damn it. But I'll give you half a point for that, which means it's a draw. Merry in, Christmas. In true, in true Christmas <laughs> spirit. In true Christmas spirit, I've engineered. Cole Josbury has said he couldn't do any worse. Well, that's, that's one way of looking at yeah. it, I suppose. That's, um, thank you. Uh, so a little Christmas. bit, a little bit more music, and then uh, we'll be back. Do send us what makes you feel Christmassy. <laughs> I'm going to play one of my most uh, bilious, my favourite bilious Christmas songs here. Very Not very Christmassy at all. is um, Father Christmas by the Kinks, a lovely festive tale of some delinquents mugging uh, Father Christmas. Um, and uh, that is played in the film uh, Office Christmas Party, which we are having right now. We are jo- You're joining us for our Scream Brum Office Christmas Party, and you are very welcome. Carl Josbury has sent us one of his favourite Christmas songs. He dares us to play it. Uh, uh, we're not sure. We haven't heard it. Uh, the fact that you say I dare you to play it makes us slightly nervous. It's Akim and Teddy Van Santa Claus. Oops, is sorry. A, it's Akim and Teddy Van Santa Claus is a black man. We will vet it first. Well, we it, don't know if it's from a film. If it's, uh, Carl, you have to let us know if it's from a film. Is it from a film? We only play them. It, if it's from one of John Waters' favourite Christmas songs. It's on John Waters' album. That it's plan. actually a pretty cute song because it's. It's basically a different version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Okay. Um, so it's, I'm not sure it's a great one to play, but it, it, it's just a girl sees her dad dressed as Santa Claus, which is why it's as it is. Oh, well, there we are. There we are. So, um, yeah. It, it's perfectly safe. Yeah. He led us to believe it was going to be something nerve wracking when you said, um, I, I dare, dare you, you to play, play it. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for your tweets. We've got some more. Alternative Christmas ones. Yeah, B Film has kept them rolling in with great pace. So number six on his list or their her list or their list of Christmas films is In Bruges. Mm. Martin Madonna's classic. I totally love In Bruges. Yeah. Uh, he says In Bruges with Brendan Gleason as a gr- grizzled old hitman, Colin Farrell as his childlike apprentice. 
don't know, that's playing it down a bit, I think. Mm. Uh, two manky hookers and a racist dwarf. <laughs> I think I'm heading home. I, uh, there, uh, there's, this, there's this one scene. I uh, saw. I can go on and talk about in Bruges all day. I had to get this, the the I had to get up the, the whole scene. Um, there's this one scene where um, where uh, uh, Harry, played by Ray F- um, Ray Fiennes, comes to Bruges to hunt down um, hunt hunt Ray and Ken down, and they're sitting having a beer. And there's a scene involving the, one of the worst uses of bad language. You know, if the film is full of bad language, and it, you riff off how, how well they say it. And uh, you know, um, Ken, uh, played by Brendan Gleeson, said, "Harry, let's face it. And I'm not being funny. And I mean no disrespect, but you're a uh, you're a uh now, and you've always been an uh. And the only thing that's going to change is that you're going to be an even bigger uh, maybe some more uh kids." To which Harry responds, "Leave my kids uh, out of it. What have they done? You uh, retract that bit about my uh, uh, kids. I retract that bit about your uh, uh, kids. Insult my uh, kids. That's going overboard, mate. I retracted it, didn't I?" And that sums up the spirit of Christmas in that film. It's brilliant. It's one of my favourite films. It's in my top ten films of all time. It has my favourite insult in it of you're an inanimate object. You're an inanimate... I I love Ray Fiennes in that film so much. (laughs) one One of the greatest insults I have ever heard in my life, in real life, I cannot say on the radio, but was said by one of my colleagues to... Uh, at a Christmas party to the CEO of the company when he was incredibly drunk. Uh, he, he shortly left um, as a result of that, but it remains to this day the high benchmark of insults. But, you know, I'm just saying that because I can't play it to you. I'm sorry. Um, it's all about the alcoves in that that's film. That's right. It's all about the alcoves. Uh, another one from B-Film is uh, About a Boy. Great film. Now he's. Uh, I'm a big fan. B-film, I've said in this, <clears throat> Hugh Grant has a great haircut and the Christmas... <laughs> He does. The Christmas miracle is that the misfit kid played by Nicholas Holt grew up to be Jennifer Lawrence's long-term boyfriend. Cowabunga! To which I retweeted. I don't understand. Is Nicholas Holt going out with Jennifer Lawrence? That's what he's saying. Is that is that happening in real life? Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's incredible. The, the last <coughs> I knew about Jennifer Lawrence's love life was that she was going out with Darren. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was that was I where knew I that thought. Was yeah, a after, while ago, but mother um, would doing mother would put your relationship into yeah, a certain I, I think position. So. Yeah. yeah, and of course she is extremely accomplished actor, and we should not define her. No, her she's wonderful. With men. She's, she's wonderful. great in everything. We should say that, but she's um, not in about a boy. Uh, with Nicholas Holt is, and I'm looking at his haircut in that. Um, Hugh Grant has a great haircut in there, but Nicholas Holt does certainly not. does not. Um, and it's a brilliant film. Mm. It's yeah, it, Tony gr- Collette's great in that as great well. In it. She's mm. lovely she, as she is in everything. Yes, yeah, great yeah. film. Yep. Excellent, excellent choice. Any, uh, any more um, alternative films? Uh, yeah, um, Will Whit Stillman's Metropolis. Metropolitan, uh, in which a radical student enters and upends a frightfully posh Christmas party held by an, his elitist Manhattanite craftsmates and finds that playing strip poker with an ex- exhibitionist somehow takes the challenge away. Mm. Keeping it real there. People in Christmas films always play strip poker. Has, anyone, has it ever happened in real life? Have you ever been to a Christmas party and people have played strip poker? Not yet, no. No. Well, the Screen Run <laughs> Christmas party is only getting going. Can I say, for the record, we are definitely fair, not playing the, the strip mole poker. Punch, the mole punch that we have drunk is non-alcoholic. It's non-alcoholic. So uh, if, if Tim starts taking his clothes off, that is entirely on him. Imagine then what yeah. would happen if okay. I was. Let's, let's, not, let's not imagine that. Yeah. Let's not imagine that. Um, so, yeah, uh, still time to tell us your favourite Christmases, yeah, Christmas films. You got anyone you want to add, Tim? Uh, on a Majesty's Secret <coughs> Service. On Her Majesty's yeah, Secret l- Service. Much like you know, no, no, no episode would be complete without a um, uh, Monty Python uh, 
a Monty Python Meaning of Life reference. No Screen Brand Christmas special will be without a Bond reference. This one is set at Christmas, or has a Christmas plot, subplot, which is very important. It, um, has some, it, it's set in the mountains and it's snowy and it's got, they, it has a particularly prominent song, which we've played before. Mm. Um, Do you know how Christmas trees are grown yeah it's quite completely bonkers it's lovely it's lovely and um it has a romantic subtext all to all altogether a very quintessential bond film and uh you know evokes the spirit of sitting in front of the tv in the 1980s watching bond films yeah that was bond was just massive part of christmas yeah 1987 christmas day it was about 2 30 in the afternoon it was the first time i watched the spy who loved me on christmas day 1987 and the evening so the afternoon 1987 spy who loved me and then the evening it was the it was the premiere of uh indian jones and the temple of jim wow that is that much, day has much, changed your life much cut version of indian jones and the yeah. temple of boom you do not see a heart yeah, uh, you I, don't see the digging in the nails. You don't. Either. I actually, I remember I recorded it off Ooh, the telly. That's pretty grim, man. I had a, <laughs> I recorded it off the telly, um, and I and I watched that film. <laughs> just you know, I wore that tape out watching that, um, and um, whenever I've seen it again since, with that back in, it feels quite. Ugh. It's confusing, but yeah, there's some quite grim bits in there. It's very fun. It's yeah, it's, and it's um, it's also. Can be yeah. We won't go. It's problematic. It's problematic. Some of the uh, yeah. From it. Um, Okay. Great film though. Okay, I'm going to play some more music because it is Christmas and it's party time, Um, and it's. uh, (laughs) I want to play this. This is one of your choices, Lucy, from uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a gorgeous. I know where you're going. 1965, I think this was Christmas special. Mm. Do you know much about it? Just that it's lovely. Okay, it is lovely, and 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 Father and Charlie Brown is such a brilliant creation, and Charlie Brown at Christmas. You know, we can all relate to feeling a little bit. You know, things are a bit difficult. So, and the music in this is amazing. Vince Guaraldi trio, and this track is Christmas time is here. So enjoy it. We'll be back soon. I don't know what to say except it's Christmas, and we're all in misery. There we are, a little clip there from National Lampoon's Christmas. It's Christmas and we're all in misery. So we can relate to that um, at times as well. Um, yes, we're here. We're listening to the Screen Brub Show here on Brum Radio. It's our Christmas party and we're talking all things Christmassy. One thing I would like to say uh, about Christmas, which we haven't mentioned yet, our TV specials. Because, particularly these days where every film you know, you know, it used to be always oh, exciting. A fish called Wanda's going to be on. It's going to be really good. Um, you know, that, that doesn't happen anymore. So the only thing that you get that you can't really see or you haven't already seen is, you know, it's Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. Which this year is not until New Year. Yeah, and that's because it's integral to the plot. Well, I think I also believe oh, yeah. it's because they're not going to do another one until 2020. That's probably so they the can other say, one. I'm heartbroken oh, no, because I'm too. completely in love. She's brilliant. With but all of the, them. Yeah. She's great. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant version. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that really, really much this time. Uh, Mrs. Brown, but no. Um, there's, uh, you know, and all those little, I really like the David Wallim's things at the BBC. Have been very, they're very good. Um, yeah. They feel there's quite Christmassy There's a few um, Christmas special programmes that I have to re-watch every year. Mm. So, like, last night I um, watched the Vicar of Dibley 
Christmas dinner oh. incident. And um, so next up will be the Father Ted Christmas special. Oh, amazing. Um, Is that when they're lost in the department? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just as good, so good. every watch. And oh, there'll yeah. be the Black Adder Christmas Carol will be on in the next few really days good. as well. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. That, that's the thing that you never know quite. You know the Only Fools and Horses, Batman and Robin. I love that. Um, uh, and I can't remember what there is this year that I was looking forward to. Um, or other than there's a Mark Gatiss has written a ghost story. That would be very Mark Gatiss with um, Simon Callow. That would also be very Mark Gatiss. In that kind of M.R. James <laughs> yeah, um, this sounds kind of category. So is that what, from is it, BBC 2, um, BBC 4? I'm not sure. One of the audiobooks. Because I've got a couple of audiobooks that was um, Simon Callow reading ghost stories. Well, it is. It's was... a written... It's a, Mark Gatiss has written it, so it's yeah. not an old... But it, in it, he plays an actor, I think, recording something so i think it's in a studio so it may be some kind of um that sounds like one of the christmas ghost stories mm, from one of the, the dead room Callow ones. yeah i've just been googling yeah. it's um yeah it's a dead dead room featuring simon Callow. so when's it on um just finding out <laughs> talk amongst yourself <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, something yeah. else yeah. to watch over christmas on tv christmas as well eve i believe the new um thing from ben wheatley Oh, um, yes. So I, I went to it has see. Has been on at the cinema, hasn't it? Yeah, I went to see it at the Electric a mm. couple of weeks ago, and Ben Wheatley was there and did a Q and A, mm. and everything. And it's brilliant. It's, it's I think it's on New Year the the day. That's before. right. It's called like Merry yeah. Christmas, or Happy New Colin Year, Colin Burst. And like it's, you've seen this, is it one that if you are having a difficult time with your family at Christmas? Oh, it, there's nothing more appropriate. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it, it's very different from what Ben Wheatley's done before. Well, but that's violent, one of the things it? I love about him is he reinvents yeah. films as he goes. It, there's Every no film two films yeah. the same. That's, that's, I love, I mean, High Rise is one of my all-time favourites and I love Free Fire as well which I really wouldn't expect it to mm-hmm. yeah. um, Free Fire, so, Free but Fire this one is, I, I thought I, I got better on second watch you know because mm. I wasn't as initially as up for it as you were, yeah. and I liked it more I, I saw him at that at the uh, the wretched with with him there as well. Yeah. Actually, he's a uh, he's a very sort of generous. Uh, he's lovely person. Actually, yeah. he, he gives a yeah. lot of. He's really a nice person to see. I'm very glad that he's making films with regularity. Actually, he's been, yeah, say churning yeah. them out, but he doesn't. You know, but I guess that's what happens when you can get outside the system and don't have the big budget thing. Yeah, well, this is it's a BBC production mm. and it's got such a brilliant cast. Yeah. Um, it, it's, so it's completely dire, it. yeah. And Charles Dance, Ooh, and it, it's it's brilliant. It's completely dialogue based, yeah. and it, yeah, it's great. So do it's that's on BBC over Christmas. So do try and catch that. So of course it'll be on iPlayer as well if you don't manage to get it when it's on. Fantastic. So anything else you're looking forward to at Christmas? Now you two are both fans of Blood and Guts. And horrifying things. Any Christmas horror films you recommend? Obviously, we've had Gremlins, but what else? Christmas Evil. Um, <laughs> it is amazing. Is it spelled Evil or Evil? Yes, Eve, evil. Okay. Um, Very good. So I rewatched it the other night, but I'm going to watch it again over Christmas because there's a brilliant extra on the DVD of um, a commentary 
by John Waters. Because it's one of his favourite films. So, so what is it from? It's 70s, I think. Uh, I think mid-70s. Um, and it's a man who had some sort of trauma as a child and is obsessed with Christmas and Father Christmas. And um, as there's some sort of break at some point in his adult life, he works in a toy factory and um, he... He becomes Father Christmas. Oh, sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually incredibly sad, but it, it's hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, um, I've just looked at the poster. First came Halloween, then Friday the 13th. And now this Christmas, you better believe in Santa or he'll slay you. Oh. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like there was a, a Netflix series so this good. year called Happy. That's so good. I don't know if you've seen that. Um <laughs> which um, is about a, a little girl who gets kidnapped by a uh, sort of horrible, creepy Santa. And she has an imaginary friend, a little cartoon character, who t- goes out into the world to find the detective to rescue her. And become. And the, only the detective can see this, ki- this cartoon character. It's bonkers. But really, I loved it. There's another, se- another series coming on soon, I believe. Um, <coughs> excuse me, everyone. My voice is getting worse. Um, all I know about Christmas horror films is Black Christmas is one. Yeah, that's the original slasher film, right? Really. Is that right? Yeah. No, that's Meet Me in St. Louis. The snowman <laughs> didn't stand a chance. Uh, I tell you what, this voice is... I could probably do a lot of trailers. I'm going to rush off after this tonight and just do a lot of trailers. In a world of snow, one woman made a difference. I don't know how they do it. Mark Silk, our respect for you has gone through the roof. Uh, hello, we've got some um, more tweets. Um, Feathers and Winks, hello again. Has anyone mentioned Lost Christmas with Eddie Izzard? Anyone heard of that? Nope. No. No, we don't know anything about that one, Feathers and Wings. You have stumped the panel on Lost Christmas with Eddie Izzard. As we have realised with um, Ice Tastrophe and all the rest of it, there's a lot of Christmas films. Yeah, um, but there's very film. few good Christmas films. I don't know. I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we've 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 gone through a few. Um, I mean, there's probably more. Um, and Screen Brump come up with one. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he said it's hard to believe it was just last Christmas that Harmony and I changed the world, and we didn't mean to, and it didn't last long. You know, a thing like that can't. Um, and that is, yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a great film as well. It's Shane Black. Shane Black. All his films are at Christmas, aren't they? They have a Christmas theme yeah. quite often. Um, and that's Val Kilmer and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Being, have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's good. No. It's good as I recall. Quite funny. It's about the last time I've seen Val Kilmer in a, a cinema release. I'm not sure. No, no one will work with him because he's so horrible, apparently. Is that right? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, Gosh. He's... I mean, if you're if you're too horrible to work with in Hollywood, mm. that's probably a few steps further on from too horrible to work with in normal life. Uh, judging from what we've seen, anyway, this year. Mm. Uh, well, let's not slander him. It may just be other people's point of view on Val Kilmer. He may be uh, just a perfectionist. Who knows? Okay? It's just, it's just our point of view. Okay? Uh, and you know, don't sue us. That's what I'm saying. Right. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. We have got uh, 13 
more minutes. I do want to play one more piece of music, actually. Um, and this is one that is from a film which I recommended to Tim. And I'm never sure whether you actually watched Tim, which is the um, Bill Murray Christmas special. Did you see this? No. Oh, my goodness. You've got to go away and watch this. It's wonderful. Bill Murray is uh, hosting a celebrity-filled Christmas Eve extravaganza in a hotel in New York, Mm -hmm. and there's a massive snowstorm, and none of the guests can get through. And they're live. Uh, He doesn't have any audience, and he doesn't have any guests. So he improvises to the camera, and he wanders around the hotel talking to different people in the hotel. Um, and getting their stories it's got George Clooney it's got Miley Cyrus in it it's got Jason Schwartzman in it and it's musical Um, and this track is from it so um, you'll you'll recognise the voice of Bill Murray introducing it but also Jason Schwartzman singing it's gorgeous where will you find this? this is on Netflix on Netflix Um, yeah yeah, uh, I can't remember the exact name of it I think it's called A Very Very Murray Christmas A Very Murray Christmas have you seen it then? I didn't get to finish it I've seen a lot of it Uh, that doesn't sound good Um, I enjoyed it anyway let's play some music from it and see where everyone thinks of this this is alone on Christmas day okay I'm going to you guys how about you fellas play something that nobody knows there we are Um, thank you for your tweets thank you also to Feathers and Wings who has commented on my rather husky voice by saying that I would be a excellent Bonnie Tyler impersonator so I guess that works Total eclipse. No, is that Tony Tyler? That is Bonnie Tyler. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's really going. Um, yeah. Screen brum. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's really going. Um, but luckily, we're near Yeah, you the can't end. hit the notes when you... We're near at the yeah, end yeah. of the show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hit the whiskey. That's going to help. Drambuie, actually, because that's whiskey and honey. A wee drum. It's basically medicine, right? Um Again, not a role model for you. This is not what we would suggest. Um, right, we're going to round up any films we haven't mentioned yet. Nightmare Before Christmas. That hasn't been mentioned. It's a, it's a big tradition for me. Recently, my next-door neighbour puts it on for all the neighbourhood kids. And we Aww. all go around and watch it. And neighbourhood kids get bored after about half an hour and go off and play on their phones and do their Snapchatting. And basically, me and him uh, just sit and watch it. Um, and it's brilliant. I love it. I'd never seen it when it came out. So it's only been a recent oh. thing. And uh, it's great, isn't it? it it's brilliant. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Elfman, uh, I, he, he doesn't do the acting voice, but he does the singing voice. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And I think they did, um, they've been doing some live shows, haven't they? Yeah, With Danny Elfman actually singing. Um, it, it's on in London it's on next in London. year. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, but it's at the massive shed, um, the O2. Oh, yeah. So, and I think it's tickets are about eighty pounds. Yeah, so. standard price. Yeah, probably sold out. I think it has. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you, you can get Screen Brum for absolutely nothing. Mm. Did you know that? Absolutely nothing, and we don't get paid a penny. We are all volunteers on this show. If you do want to um, buy us a cup of coffee, though, um, you can go to the Brum Radio homepage and there's a Patreon button there. You can donate money to the station to help keep us going. Um, you don't have to, but, you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice because, you know, we are all in it for the love here. Anyway, there we go. See, that was quite a good sort of link in there, wasn't it? If you can afford 80 quid to see Danny Elfman, you can buy us a cup of coffee. That's all I'm saying. Okay, getting blank stares from everyone around here. Anything else? 
any other Christmas movies we haven't touched on? I know there's one that you are a big fan of. Lucy. Yes, Christmas on Mars. So it's by Wayne Coyne and Flaming Lips. And it, it took him about eight or nine years to make, possibly a bit extra. And he made it mainly in his garden and a big shed he built. And it was... The sets were built from actual rubbish, mainly things he'd collect from the tip and all sorts of weird and wonderful things that he picked up wherever he could. And it's absolutely wonderful. It's um, it's a musical. uh, For those who don't know, Wet Coin is of the Flaming Lips. lips. Um, No, it's not musical. Um, It's mainly black and white. Um, and it stars the Flaming Lips as well as a few extra people, and it's a sci-fi. So there, there's people um, on a space station on Mars who are trying to protect um, a woman and a baby, and it's made quite obvious that this baby is the only future there is for humans. Um, I can detect a subtle Christmas overtone there. Yes, yes. And um, they find this Wayne Coyne-shaped alien, which is very appropriate. And he comes in and does wonderful things to help out these desperate people. And it's absolutely brilliant. Like, even the, the sort of homemade DIY sense of it, it's not even that it's brilliant despite that and you give it kind of a bit of a free pass because of that element. Yeah. It's a little bit of that, but without that, it's actually brilliant. It's a brilliant film. Mm-hmm. And so please watch Is that. it going to be easy for people to get hold of? You can buy it. Um, you can get a um, DVD and CD version of it. I think it's only about £10 on Amazon, um, but I don't think it's on any streaming services. But it, it's worth it. Give it yourself as a Christmas present. Christmas on Mars. Christmas yes. on get Mars. It, get yourself a Christmas present. Christmas okay. on Mars. Okay. Um, we're, we're coming right up against the end of the show. But Tim, is there anything else you would like to add before we I have off? two suggestions. Mm-hmm. One a bit more tenuous than the other. Uh, Batman Returns, the second uh, Tim Burton Batman film it's much wilder than the first one it's much wackier who's the baddie in that and, one and um, that would be Danny DeVito's yes, Penguin. Penguin and of course Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman who's amazing um, and it's set up it has a Christmas backdrop um, which kind of you know and it's done in that kind of classic Tim Burton gothic way the film is all over the place in many regards but I think it's a more it's a much more daring film than the first one in many regards it's much darker as well mm-hmm. uh, so it's great it's good, good very choice Christmassy. very Christmassy and, and for another ch- Christmassy choice um, if you want a film that covers uh, a version of the nativity I heartily recommend Children of Men my standard my standard yearly recommendation of Children of Men every year I will always say there's nothing more about nativity and um, that kind of Subject matter than that film. Oh, well, that's a tough one. It is a grim, a grim watch, hard yeah. watch. But um, I told you, I mean, you know, alternative yeah. films, man. Well, yeah. When I asked for recommendations, Rob Charles, who we've had on the show, 
of uh, Cine Excess wanted to go with The Omen because it had Jesus in it. Uh, oh, I, 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 I've got a horror choice. Krampus needs to be mentioned. That's it. Comedy to ho- mm. comed- slightly comedic horror. Uh, much, uh, of course, um, you know, in last year's Christmas Inside Number 9 Christmas special referred to Krampus. Oh, that was oh, quite so good. Which was very, very yeah. funny. I've got to watch that again, um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, so there you go. I've, I've, I get a horror film in there too. Yeah. <laughs> right, we we are with it. We're the end. We can't we can't put it off any longer. Oh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Chevy it's, Chase. Oh yes, ignore that it's Chevy Chase, and it's brilliant. It's so fun. It's very, it's, uh, has an eighties aesthetic riding through it in a good way. And it's some of film. it's so quotable as well. Like you don't get through. Many true, days actually. over Christmas without getting a bit of national. <laughs> it's it's Christmas that. and we're all in misery. <laughs> um, okay, brilliant, brilliant choice. There's so many things. Well, we have to say goodbye. Um, we're going to go off and have our Christmas party now, the rest of it. Um, can we say, as a Christmas present to all of you guys at home, really, thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure to do the show for you throughout the year. We're going to do a roundup of 2017 in our next show, which will be in, no, in 2018. Keep up, Blake. <laughs> Um, in the next show which will be taking place in January but for now um, we really appreciate all the guests that we've had on the show this year uh, all the contributions we've had from listeners all of your tweets all of your emails everything Uh, we're really really grateful to hear from you Uh, we do this because we uh, uh, we love films um, and that's why we do it so it's so nice to hear from people who uh, do as well so uh, that is what i want to say i also want to say uh, for the record a huge thank you also of course to my partners in crime lucy beth and tim here in the studio thank you so much for everything that you do as well so merry christmas to you both merry, merry christmas and thank you both for welcoming me into the show so kindly this year i love being here Thank you. We love you being here. Too. We love you being here. <laughs> and um, we hope everyone does at home too. Uh, unfortunately, we've come right to the end of the show, so we can't finish off with some Christmas music. So because uh, producer Paul in the other room is looking sternly at us, saying we're going to run over time. <laughs> I'm gonna, listen, guys. Listen, guys. We lock the door. We're going to play it anyway. We're going to play. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce this. This is Ben Crosby. Crosby from White Christmas. Mele. Mele Kaliki Maka. There we go. Mele Kaliki Maka. Very good. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.